Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Better than this, guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. And we are your hosts for the Draft Dudes Podcast. Glad to be here for you on a Wednesday, uh, the last Wednesday uh, that... Uh, well, we have football on the horizon. It's happening this Saturday. We've got we've got new football games. So this is the last Wednesday that you will have to deal with us not having fresh football to react to. So it, it is here, folks. We've made it. I am more excited about Colorado State and Oregon State than I care to admit. But uh, here we are, and this is what we love. So uh, we are here today to talk about the preseason all-draft eligible team as posted on NDTScouting.com. But before we dig into that, Kyle, what's up, man? Hey, how are you liking the new digs? <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely yeah. done, sir. Yeah. Yes. I'm a big fan, personally. I think it's uh, gets the juices flowing, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I dabble with the bass, you know, so I, I really appreciate that bass line there yeah. in, in the intro. So. Man of many talents. You, you would never think it, right? But, um uh... You, know, I can, uh, you are a great percussionist, too, for the record. 
That's true. Yep, yep. So there you go. That people can know that I have some musical inclinations. So now I have a question for you. Does that okay. mean because I I always have pictured you as a dancing bear type? Do you have <laughs> two left feet or are you nimble? Can you move? That's not good, Kyle. It's not good. My dance moves are bad. Um, but I can, you know, if you need me to to hold with the click track on a on a song and play the drums, man, I'm there for you. I could do that all day long. But if you want to uh, see the uh, so you're not a front lines kind of guy. You're not no, out. I, you're no, not out there on the battlefield tearing up the dance floor. That's what you're. Here's the thing, though, Kyle. And this is an odd topic for us to get into. And you never know where these podcasts are going to go. Sometimes, I'm not the guy that can't dance and doesn't try, though. You know, I'm out there, out there with the girlfriend, trying to, you know, do my part. You know, just just kind of keeping it real simple. You know, and being out there, not being the guy who's, you know, that bum on the sideline whose girlfriend wants to dance with him and he won't go out there because he's got too much pride or whatever, man. Don't be that guy. Are, I so feel I'm not, like you're lecturing me right now. I don't know. I can tell you, I don't think you're that guy either, Kyle. I, I don't picture you that way at all. Yeah. But I'm telling you, there's people listening to this that are that guy and, and don't don't do that. That's there's, not good. There's no shame on the dance floor. Yeah, it, just have fun, man. Just keep it simple. Let the girl do her work and you just keep it easy and don't make a fool of yourself. But have fun, man. Don't be. The, it's way better than just standing on the side, you know, acting like you're, you know, too cool for school, man. Is there a more undrafted grade than the guy that has like the thumbs up and just kind of wiggles his thumbs at his sides? You know what I'm talking about? Don't do that. Yeah, don't do yeah, that. I know exactly. That's totally half, unforgivable. Half in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't don't be that guy either. Just kind of tap your heel, your one heel. Bob the head to the beat. Yeah, I've seen I've seen these things. I've seen some stuff in my life, and I, I know it. It's, I've heard, uh, I'm, I'm they're right there with you. It's not good. I'm sure from your your Pennsylvania State University days, I heard about some of those drinking games. Oh so. lordy, yeah, you've uh, you've been versed in, in yeah, some I, of the Penn State drinking I have, games. I have, so I know about them. What about King's Cup? Do you know what King's Cup is? Oh, we'll have to we'll have to learn about that next. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll put that on the background. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that on the show today. If 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 you're listening and you know what King's Cup is, hit me up. I want to know how prominent uh, the King's Cup game is uh, amongst uh, millennials, I guess. You know, millennials are ruining many things, but drinking games is not one of them. So I guess we're going to talk about this uh, preseason all-draft eligible, huh? I think that's uh, that's on the docket for us. Uh, Joe, I'm, I'm curious, what stood out to you the most? We'll, we'll run through the full gambit here, but I'm curious... Uh, if anything you found interesting, we polled all seven members of NDT Scouting and asked them for their first team all draft eligible. We took those seven ballots combined and got a first and second team out of that. Uh, 44 total players recognized. Um, curious, Joe, I'll, I'll give the floor to you first. Anything that stands out before we run through the whole list? Yeah, I think I was most surprised that Arden Key and uh, Darius Geis were not unanimous selections yes. amongst our staff. Yes, that uh, definitely stood out to me as well. We had six unanimous first-team uh, all-draft eligible players. They were Saquon Barkley, running back from Penn State, Connor Williams, offensive tackle from Texas, a true junior, uh, Quinton Nelson, uh, offensive guard, true junior from Notre Dame. Uh, we had Malik Jefferson, true junior, linebacker from Texas, Jair Alexander, true junior cornerback from the University of Louisville. And I missed one, Joe. Yeah, I think it's just five, Kyle. You are correct. It is just five. Yeah, five five yeah, all uh, five unanimous. Five unanimous. 
And, but Darius uh, Geis and Arden Key aren't two of them? <laughs> you mentioned that Geis and Key were not amongst that group. Um, they were each missing one vote. Mm. So uh, we have, and they're two different people. So it's not just being different for the sake of being different. We had two people that uh, I don't want to sell anybody out. You know, I want to let those people, if they choose to come forward and have that discussion on their own, they can have that <laughs> discussion on their own. But uh, yeah, Darius Geist not on somebody's first team. I will tell you, uh, Nick Chubb was the replacement for Geis okay. in that group, and the replacement uh, for Arden Key in the other group. Uh, was the two guys that ended up on the second team pass rushers. Um, I'm sorry, just the one, which was Cleland Farrell, retro okay. sophomore from Clemson, replaced Arden Key in the, the missing key vote. So who was the other edge? Because I don't think it was Landry on that ballot either. I think it was Harold Landry. Really? I no. believe so. We have a bone to pick off the air with somebody <laughs> on staff. An airing of the grievances, correct? Yes. All right, yes. so I'm going to run through this full list now. We'll just name all first-team draft eligible, all second-team. Uh, first-team all-draft eligible NDT scouting preseason poll. Quarterback Sam Darnold, Southern Cal. Saquon Barkley, running back Penn State. Uh, Darius Geis, a running back LSU. Wide receiver Christian Kirk, Texas A&M. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton. SMU, tight end Mark Andrews, Oklahoma, Connor Williams, offensive tackle, Texas, Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle, Notre Dame, offensive tackle, Orlando Brown Jr., Oklahoma, offensive guard, Quinton Nelson, Notre Dame, uh, center, Billy Price, Ohio State. That's the first team offensive unit. Arden Key, LSU, Harold Landry, Boston College, Maurice Hurst, Michigan, and Christian Wilkins, Clemson is the defensive line. Malik Jefferson, Texas, Jerome Baker, Ohio State, Joe's guy, Jack Sitchi, redshirt senior, Wisconsin. He uh, actually just tore up his knee in camp, uh, will miss the year, uh, but NDT scouting staff still gave him a majority of votes out of the top three potential uh, draft-eligible linebackers. Uh, J.R. Alexander, Louisville, Iman Marshall, uh, USC, who's my guy. Me and Ben Solak really like this guy. Uh, junior. Uh, is the other starting corner on this first-team all-draft eligible. And safeties, Derwin James, Florida State, which was the unanimous, the sixth okay, unanimous that I missed. One. And Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama. So that's first team. So we'll just kind of dig into that first, Joe. So just to kind of get the discussion going here, I guess uh, another thing that really surprised me about this first-team you know, collaborative rankings here is uh, Mark Andrews at, at tight end. Yeah, uh, I kind of thought this was a – a Mike Gusecki possibility or Dallas Godert from San Diego state. And it, it seems like the, uh, the group favored Mark Andrews, who um, is not quite the household name as some of those other guys. Uh, yeah. Gusecki actually got no votes. That's crazy. Yeah. Andrews got three out of seven. Uh, Goddard got two from you and me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a vote for the Stanford tight end. And then we had a f vote for Troy Fumagalli from Wisconsin. Okay. So that's the distribution of our seven votes. So, yeah, it was, I like Mark Andrews, though. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good athlete after the catch. He, he's this, also in this quote-unquote new age mold, uh, receiving tight end. So I understand, plays at a big program. Uh, 
he's a great athlete. I think he's better in open space than what Gasecki is, as Gasecki's more of a ball tracker down the field. Uh, so I'm sure that didn't hurt Andrew's cause and why he ended up being um, the the first team all draft eligible. If I'm looking through this group, one thing that stands out to me, uh, something that we talked about on Monday's show, the offensive tackles, Joe. Uh, there's some some nice offensive tackles in this group. Connor Williams, unanimous selection from all of us. Orlando Brown uh, from Oklahoma is just a massive dude. I think he's listed 6'8", 335, something like that. 345. 345, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I weighed him in before he had breakfast this morning. Okay. And Mike McGlinchey, who <laughs> to me uh, strikes me quite a bit along the lines of like a Jake Long style blocker. I know I've mentioned that over the course of this summer as well. I think McGlinchey is the real deal. Uh, some people are going to get down on him for movement skills. Uh, not sure. Uh, they're not going to be sure if he's a, a true left tackle, but I really think this is a Jake Long caliber player here. Yeah. Uh, and that held serve. I think that was the exact five that I submitted on my ballot. So it seems like the staff collectively had a pretty uh, firm consistent overview on the offensive linemen. Uh, really happy to see my dude Jerome Baker get first team honors. Maybe I, the staff was maybe afraid that uh, if I didn't, uh, if they didn't go with that, that I'd have words for him. But um, how about Jack Sitchie, a guy who is not going to play this season. He gets first team nods from the NDT staff. I think that says a lot about uh, what uh, some of our staff thinks of the Wisconsin linebacker. And uh, despite, you know, a player that's going to miss the season, you know, what we, where we think he could wind up being in terms of draft stock uh, next April. Yeah. And I also think that kind of speaks to the state of some of the other linebackers eligible. Uh, I I think Baker is going to be a sexy name because he's fast and twitchy. Um, Malik Jefferson's been like a five-star recruit that came in, started as a true freshman. He's been like automatically a household name playing at such a program like Texas for two years now. Um, Outside of that, I really had a hard time. Sishi was the no-brainer pick for me personally. It was just a question of, okay, how do I negotiate and get comfortable with? He's not playing it down this year. Do I still give him the vote? And for me, it was... um, it was the appropriate vote. I really thought he had tremendous tape when he was healthy last year. Uh, Joe, the last thing about the first team unit that I want to talk about is these two interior defensive linemen, Maurice Hurst and Christian Wilkins. Um, let's pair them up in the NFL. Let's yes, do this. <laughs> please. Let's go to war with those guys. Um, my top defensive tackle from last year was Malik McDowell. He was not in my top 50 players on the board. Uh, you look over the interior defensive lineman from last year, and it, it really was a poor class. Uh, I really think these two guys, you know, Hurst as a senior is guaranteed to come out, you know, heaven forbid, barring any injuries. Uh, Wilkins as a junior, uh, super versatile guy. He's moved up and down in, inside and outside the offensive or the defensive line. Uh, moving back to a more permanent role at defensive tackle this year, I think putting him to closer to the ball is really going to give his quickness and strength a chance to really shine. And I'm really excited about that pairing. You know, and we didn't even get any votes for like uh, Lotulele out of Utah. Uh, there's some other solid, like really solid interior defensive linemen that didn't get votes. The second team, uh, which we're going to run over here in just a sec, was DeRon Payne from Alabama and, and Vita Vey from uh, Washington. So, I think this 
has the potential to be a big bump up for interior defensive linemen in comparison to last year's draft class. I've got one last grievance here with this first team. Uh oh. And that's and that's that cornerback, and no disrespect to Jair Alexander and Iman Marshall. But Tavares McFadden gets his first season really as a starter, goes out and leads the nation in interceptions, and has the lowest completion percentage against his coverage in the ACC, and we don't have a place for him as a first-team cornerback going into the season in terms of draft eligibility. So uh, that is my my grievance there with uh, with this list. Well, I think it's really interesting that Alexander was unanimous pick. Mm-hmm. It was there were three players that got two votes at corner: uh, Marshall, McFadden, and Duke Dawson from Florida. Interesting. So our staff was pretty split on a quote unquote CB two. So um, I guess if we were doing the, the tiebreaker off of Joe Marino's personal feelings on the matter, <laughs> uh, Tavares McFadden would have been. Uh, on first team draft eligible. All right. Second team time. Second team. I'll go ahead and rip off this list real quick. We got uh, Josh Allen, quarterback Wyoming, running backs Nick Chubb, Georgia, and Ronald Jones the second from USC. Wide receivers James Washington and Calvin Ridley. Uh, Washington from Oklahoma State, Calvin Ridley from Alabama. Tight end Dallas Goddard, South Dakota State. Offensive tackle Mitch Hyatt, Clemson. Offensive lineman Braden Smith, Auburn, Sean Welsh, Iowa, Mason Cole, Michigan, Frank Ragnow, Arkansas. Defensive line was Cleveland Farrell, redshirt sophomore from Clemson, Bradley Chubb, senior NC State, Deron Payne, junior, Alabama, Vita Vey, uh, redshirt junior, Washington. The linebackers were Cameron Smith, middle linebacker, junior from USC, and the Alabama linebackers stepping into the unenviable role of replacing Reuben Foster, Rashawn Evans, who is a senior, and Sean Dion Hamilton, who is also a senior. Corners, Tavares McFadden, junior Florida State, Duke Dawson, senior from Florida, and the safeties were Ronnie Harrison, junior from Alabama, and Armani Watts, senior from Texas A&M. I guess I have first dibs at a reaction here. Please. And, uh... I'll let a cat out of the bag. My 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 preseason all draft eligible first team quarterback was Josh Allen out of Wyoming. So um, I did, guess what I'm curious. Go ahead. I was what what say, you got? Did you watch his tape after staring directly into the eclipse yesterday? <laughs> yeah, we had to get an eclipse joke out there. Uh, yes, you know, we had to. hat tip to our boy Steve Adazio. <laughs> <laughs> That quote was tremendous. <laughs> yeah, he's if you if you didn't catch the quote, it was something along along the lines of he's going to look into the eclipse, and he asked if all the the farm animals or something like that were going to be blind yeah. because they were out in the eclipse uh, during yeah. the middle of the day, something like that. Yeah, I'm going to look at it. I'm not wearing glasses. See if I'm blind in the morning. <laughs> That's outstanding. Right. Yes. So, uh, anyways, no, I didn't. Uh, Josh Allen, just the physical tools. I think he's got a chance to be an Aaron Rodgers type passer at the next level. He can do things with the football that very few people can, and the way that he manipulates the pocket and, and hangs in there and makes tough throws, I, I'm in love with it. So, uh, Josh Allen was my number one quarterback. Kyle, were there any other quarterbacks that received votes besides Josh Allen and Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold five, Josh Allen two. Okay, so there you so have it. No, it's a pretty definitive. Um, I I would I would vote for Josh Rosen before I voted for Josh Allen, but that's just me. There's just too much variability right now. I don't I don't I don't like 
the high variance in no end play result. Touche. Too, too loose with the ball. Um, let's see here. We've talked about Dallas Goddard a bunch on this show. Please go watch his film. He's tremendous. Um, offensive line, second team offensive line had a lot of interior guys. Braden Smith's going to be playing left tackle this year. Mason Cole's going to be playing left tackle this year. Uh, those are Auburn and Michigan offensive linemen, but they historically have been interior guys and they were joined by Sean Welsh and Frank Ragnow. Um, Joe, I know you like Frank Ragnow. Um, I believe you like Braden Smith, correct? Yep. Yeah, I like yeah. him as a guard. I, you know, I think Auburn's kind of just sliding him outside, and it's kind of upsetting because he's really comfortable inside, and he's got really good guard yeah. traits. So. I, I think that's something that we definitely need to monitor as a whole for this group. Like Braden Smith and Mason Cole, Michigan and Auburn are not doing them any favors no. by playing him no. at left. They're not left tackle guys. Nope. Uh, I've seen enough of both to know. Uh, I, I have not done full film dives on on Smith or Sean Welsh, uh, but I did do a full film dive on Mason Cole. And while I think he'll be glad to never run the risk of running into Derek Nottie again when playing left tackle, um, he's not the, – the movement skills there are a little too clunky for me. And he's been kicked up and down the offensive line. Uh, he He – acclimated well to playing center last year until the the bowl game, but now you're going to play him outside. I think it's just, you know, I feel for him because he's never really had a chance to settle on a position. And it seemed like center was going to be that role for him at the next level. Suit up. Mission Impossible Fallout is 95% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the best action movies ever made. Showtime. Rolling Stone calls it off-the-charts spectacular. What is he doing? I find it best not to look. A thrillingly clever story filled with twists and turns. Target Ethan Hunt. We should be dead. Why aren't we? With an ending that will blow you away. We interrupt. In. Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible Fallout. Now playing. Radio PG-13 may be inappropriate for children under 13. My next uh, talking point here when looking at the second team preseason all-draft eligibles is the linebackers. Uh, we've got a couple of Alabama guys here, uh, Rashawn Evans and Sean Dion Hamilton, both seniors. Sean Dion Hamilton's a guy that I like a ton. He was actually on my first team ballot, and uh, you know, he, he had a really bad injury at the end of the season um, and uh, tore his ACL. All indications are that he's on track to be ready to play the season. Uh, but the guy that stepped in uh, for him was Rashawn Evans, and he's only got two career starts. And he, you know, he was respected enough by our staff to be, you know, basically in the top six linebackers in the nation entering the season. And I got a chance to watch Evans actually yesterday. And, uh, man, he is he, he's one of those stick your stick your face <laughs> in a fan type players, man. You want to talk about high urgency, physical guy, just yeah. a wrecking ball to anybody that comes into his path. I mean, the way that he attacks forward is, is off the charts. And he actually showed some really nice edge rushes against uh, Mitch Hyatt. Uh, some, he had some really good burst and, and hand usage off the edge on a really nice pass rush uh, rep in that uh, in that Clemson game. Uh, but uh, you know, right now he's just so so lost mentally with his processing and and applying you know all of the all of the physical gifts that he has to you know consistency at, on the second level. But you like what he can become. You know, I, I know it's not like the same position, but the comparison that I have in my head. Uh, when I when I was watching Rashawn Evans, I was thinking about Daniil Hunter at LSU, who was another guy that yeah. just was everywhere, 
totally crazy, you know, not doing anything that's sound defensive end play, but you couldn't deny the, the fluidity and the athletic ability and the physicality, right? And, I, and I'm seeing this on Rashad Evans, and, and Danell Hunter was one of my guys, I've probably mentioned him 15 times on this show that, you know, I'm not going to ignore those traits, you know, because th- they don't know how to use them. And so I'm seeing that with Evans as well, where, man, if this all comes together, dude, he's going to be a playmaker on the second level in the NFL. Yeah, he's got some tremendous uh, mobility, does he not? Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. Um, I think the worst case scenario for him is he never really puts it together between the ears and he ends up being like an Alec Ogletree player for uh, the Rams. Interesting. Uh, because it, Ogletree was a great athlete too, mm-hmm. uh, but you know he, he was just kind of hit or miss. But Ogletree, you know, for all of the questionable, you know, misreads that he has at times, um, he's really turned into still being a productive player. Uh, Three out of his four seasons, he's had over 100 100 combined tackles. Three out of four seasons, he's had over 10 passes defense. He has five career interceptions, uh, 11 forced fumbles. Uh, that athleticism, especially at the linebacker position, if you get into a role that just really encourages you to flow and find the football, uh, that athleticism can carry you further than a lot of other positions. And the way that he plays with physicality and is capable of imposing his will playing forward, if he sees a, a guard block down and the tackle blocks out, he is flying up in that hole. And he's taken on pulling guards and fullbacks in the backfield. And, you know, that alone, that comfort of see lane develop, fill lane, uh, establish your control of the line of attack in the line of scrimmage, uh, that's a great baseline to work with when you're as good an athlete as he is knowing that you can hopefully clean him up when he's moving away from the line of scrimmage. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. There were some plays when he was moving away from the line that I, I just I literally didn't even know what his role was. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what his job was on the play. But so, he was making those mistakes full speed, I'll tell you. Yes, yeah. Make a mistake, you make it full speed. How about Alabama having five second team draft eligible players? Uh, they had shocker. Calvin Ridley, Deron Payne, Rashawn Evans, Sean Deion Hamilton, and Ronnie Harrison. Uh, these guys, oh, Evans and, and Deion Hamilton, limited starters, you know, playing behind all the experience that Alabama had. Uh, Payne is a junior, Calvin Ridley's a junior, and Ronnie Harrison's a junior. So, I again, just a real testament to the depth that they have at that program, being able to just lock and load. But I also thought it was interesting, Joe, that they had no first, or I'm sorry, Minka Fitzpatrick was the first teamer. So they had six total. But if you look up and down at some of the other teams, uh, USC was well represented. They had uh, Darnold and Jones from the backfield. They had Imon Marshall. They had Cameron Smith. Uh, there's a couple schools, and unsurprisingly, these are the schools that are potentially being talked about as playoff teams. <laughs> but uh, I like seeing kind of the blend because you get a kid from South Dakota State that gets mentioned here. Uh, some of that is a byproduct of the tight end class being what it is. But then you also get just reloads. Like Alabama's just reloading, and they still have, mm-hmm. you know, you can look at the film and be like, yeah, this is a no-brainer. Like this kid's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. And seeing all that come together on this list is was one of the really cool things for me, um, especially when we were able to pull from so many 
brains that have been doing this work all summer. And that's, I think, one of my favorite things about what NDT Scouting has been able to do this summer is we put together a first and second team. You go through here, and I was able to link articles of things that people had done on, I think, 17 of the first team. So 17 of 22 first-team players, there's individual articles on already profiling those players and what they do and don't do well. So uh, I know we got some positive feedback for this article on uh, social media when we put it out, and, and we got a ton of traffic on it where people were really interested to see this and establish this, and that was cool too. Um, but just super proud of the staff and, and was cool to see the end result and, and everybody's kind of thoughts coming into one overall list for us. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Between, you know, this piece and the power five encyclopedia that, you know, you and Jonah and Roger did a fantastic job putting together where people can go in to the power five encyclopedia and click on any power five team in the nation and see a prospect uh, listing with some analysis on the players that are, are the best prospects on those teams. So if you're going to watch, you know, Louisville and and uh, whatever team, Wake Forest, uh, you can go on there, see the players that you want to watch with an eye towards the NFL draft. Uh, me, you, and John have been putting together the preseason uh, uh, scouting reports for the seniors. We've covered uh, nearly 100 players with well over 100 different scouting reports on those and uh, you know, detailing some of the, the top underclassmen as well. And it's just really laying a nice foundation for what people have to look forward to on NDTscouting.com uh, throughout the season. Kyle, why don't you uh, tell everyone what we have in store? Yeah, so uh, our plan for the season, which I'm really excited to implement starting this weekend, my Lord, <laughs> here we are, um, is, is we have seven guys on staff. And we are going to be looking at one, two, potentially three games a week from every member on staff. And we're going to be doing game notes for those players. So you are going to have a running list of receipts from us as a staff, each individual watching games, noting games, publishing those notes. So, you know, I'm sure just the way the world works, Alabama, Clemson, Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, these teams are going to get profiled probably 10 out of 12 weeks out of the year. So you are going to be able to tap into Penn State and see notes on Mike Gusecki from a majority of the games that, that the team has played this year. So you can keep up on a week-to-week basis with how the teams is, are playing, how the prospects on the teams are playing, and what impact that's having on our perception of those players. So conceptually, this is something that you don't see a lot of uh, from a scouting perspective being done. So I'm really excited to implement that. And then obviously, Joe, we've kind of talked about the, the NDT poll. We have a top 15 poll that mm-hmm. we're going to be updating every week, polling the staff who are the best 15 teams in college football. Uh, kind of like, you know, the AP poll just came out this past week. And uh, I believe, Joe, you pointed out there, there was only one team in the AP poll that wasn't included in NDT scouting's poll. Right, right. So we had our top 15. So taking from the AP's top 15, we had – 14 teams that were exactly the same. And the one team that we had that they didn't was the 16th team on the AP poll. It was, it was a Georgia and Stanford. Yeah. Uh, were the two that were flopped. So, um, you know, I, I guess they, uh, you know, they wanted to get eyes on our list, uh, before, before putting theirs out. So, uh, we, we, we definitely saw eye to eye there, but I got a feeling with a, a scouting focus from our group, uh, that as the season evolves, it's gonna it's gonna shake up a little bit differently. 
than yeah. the AP. Yeah, looking forward to uh, just figuring out who's going to fall where. I'm already thinking about the college football playoff. Oh, of course. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, do you want to do, do you want to put out your prediction? I, not you know, right now. No. Oh man! You see, you, you know, the last time you did this, I was writing a column, a weekly column for BuffaloBillsDraft.com, and I did a talent watch, uh, scouting notes. I remember style this thing, yes. and I you were the first featured guest that I had on there, uh, and I asked you for your your playoff predictions in 2014, and I think you hit three of them. I did hit three of them. Um, I think the one I missed was. It was the year Oregon was in there. Yes, it was Oregon, Florida State, Alabama, um, Alabama. Did I miss Ohio State? Was was it Ohio State? Ohio State. Who, who, the national championships was Florida State and Oregon. Yes, it was probably Ohio State. I think so. I think that was the one I missed. Ohio State. Wow. Well, uh, so, so I let's was... let's do this on Friday. We'll do okay. we'll do college football playoff predictions on Friday. All right. All so right. something that we're already reeling you guys back in. So make sure you hit subscribe. You don't want to miss college football predictions from myself and Joe. Uh, that is actually going to do it for us today. So perfect segue into a close. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. As I said, it's one of the things I'm absolutely most proud about what our staff's been able to do this summer. And it was gra- glad we could profile it and, and bring some attention to it with a draft focus uh, for each and every one of you guys that are listening to the show. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please hit subscribe. You can do so on iTunes, uh, blog talk radio Podbean, whatever else you might be listening on um, please also feel free to give us some feedback whether that's through that podcast uh, supplier or through social media you can find Joe at the Joe Marino I am at NDT scouting you can also hit us up on Facebook we are facebook.com slash NDT scouting so uh, we really really appreciate you guys taking time out of your hump day to listen to the Draft Dudes podcast. We hope you enjoy the new digs on the intro as much as I do, oh, and Joe does as well, but uh, it's my baby. So I'm, I'm, I'm really proud that I made Joe uh, pleased with a replacement intro song. So if nothing else, make sure you hit subscribe so you can catch one more rendition of that intro song on Friday. I'm Kyle Crabb signing off with Joe Marino, and this is the Draft Dudes podcast. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.